Welcome to the Hyperfixated Persons Podcast. I'm Claire and I want to be with you and or bewitch you in the moonlight. I'm Goldie and there's a boot scooting baby that's driving me crazy. I'm Joel and I am on the square and on the level and may or may not be willing to do something with the devil. I don't remember the rest of it, but that's fine. Let's keep going. (laughs) Today, I'm doing a band called Ghost, an Italian band. And by Italian band, I mean a Swedish band that pretends to be Italian. Uh, yes. Of course. Um, so this is the second Swedish band we've done for this podcast. It is. It is not the Swedish House Mafia. The um, Swedish Music <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. For, like a, for a country of only 10 million people, they've been pretty done pretty well like in terms of impacting global culture. Yep. Any, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All Ghost, weird shit. Ghost has been around since at least the 60s. And by that, I mean they were formed in 2006. Ah. And um, they replaced their frontman for each studio album. And by this, I mean the same frontman puts on a new mask for each studio album. And in fact, they are the only consistent member of the band. Okay. And uh, they're an extremely religious band. Um, in fact, their entire gimmick is that they're the clergy and the frontman is the pope. And um, they're trying to overthrow all other religions and governments to institute a satanic new world order through the power of a type of music that's been described as Black Sabbath meets ABBA. Yes. Interesting. Let's put all that into context for people who don't know. What, what context do you need? Okay, cool. <laughs> so basically, um, so Ghost has a gimmick, correct? Yeah, they're extremely religious and they want to bring yes. about the satanic new world order. Sure. And each time each time an album bring, fails to bring around this global reckoning, they have to replace the Pope with a with a new guy, which is why the the guy looks different each time, but sounds exa- almost exactly the same. Okay. Um, so there's law as well. Yes. Mm. Okay, tell um, us about the law. The... I just did. Okay, cool. Great. That's a lot done. Done. Yeah. Great. So this is... So main front man... Uh, the rest of the band changes in and out. This is sort of like a super yeah, group arrangement. Yeah, they are. The other members, they're, they're called the Ghouls, and mm-hmm. they, they're um, al- always, like, anonymous. Mm-hmm. Until that one time, the original group of Ghouls, um, like, sued the front man because they <laughs> felt like... That was a whole thing. Um, probably not... Don't need to go that deep into the law behind things, but the, yeah, the real was, law. Yeah, there was a there was a lawsuit because there was a disagreement behind between the band the members, loss, and the then the, I think the um, I think the like the, some of the original ghouls then spun off into their own band called Priest, where they basically just make all their music about how pissed off they are. About <laughs> <laughs> which okay. is actually a pretty good band too. I'm going like to be interested in that best. band as well. Yes. <laughs> uh, so wh- how petty to make an entire <laughs> other band. Like, fuck, I understand being a bit upset, but move on. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> With no. three albums deep into their project. <laughs> yeah. So um, the main uh, the main front man goes by uh, Papa. I don't actually, I, I think it's Pepper, Papa Emeritus. Pepper Emeritus. That sounds Emer- about right. Yeah. Emeritus. I, I, I know this is my happy fixation, but I've. I barely, they, they mainly just call him Papa. <laughs> it's well time, established so. that we don't care about names. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, um, so yeah, a different Papa for each album. He's the Pope yep. of Satan. All right. And so, what sort of music do they make? Black Sabbath meets Sabbath. Well, um, each album has like a different kind of sound. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, um, like, go Depending through. Depending on the time period it was meant to be made in, correct? 
Yeah. Oh no, the that most was... the most latest one is like sixties because it's meant to be from like the original guy in the sixties. Yeah, that's that's the, one of the EPs. Which yeah. um, I was just going to make you listen to the studio albums, but I do think you should also listen to that one EP because mm-hmm. it's only got two songs on it, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. They're like, I love them so much. Um, but uh, each each studio, I won't go over the sound of each um, studio album because I think it would be cool if you just discover it for yourself. But um, each studio album has like a theme. It's not like a, it's not like a concept album in that like each song is clearly putting on like a whole story, you know. But like it does have a central theme that inspires each of the songs. Mm-hmm. So the first album, uh, Opus Eponymous, I think you pronounce it, mm-hmm. is about the hip hop eponymous. What? And the hip hop eponymous. Opus eponymous no? and hip hop eponymous. <laughs> okay, keep going. Opus eponymous. I and think. the hip hop eponymous, yes. Sure, <laughs> okay, why not? Sure. Um, so it's about the coming, the conception and the coming of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Then the second album, Infestissimum. Uh, you got to work on your Latin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is about the presence of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Then the third album, Meliora, is about the absence of God. Yep. Then they released their fourth studio album prequel, which is a pl- plague just before COVID happened. Great. And you love to see it. <laughs> then they released their fifth studio album, Impera, which is about the rise or fall of empires, just before Putin decided to show the world exactly how much of an imperialist dickhead he is. Yep. You love to see it as well. <laughs> so maybe they do have some kind of satanic black magic. Mm, possibly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um... So yeah, those are the five main albums I want you to listen to. I also want you to listen to the one EP which only has the two songs on it, which is called Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, which is awesome. They've got um, they've got a live album called Ceremony and Devotion. I won't make you listen to it, but if it does give you a good idea of what their stage presence is like. Mm-hmm. So if you are liking what you hear generally, I do recommend Giving it a bit They've of They've won a Grammy for live for stage performance, correct? Uh, they definitely won a Grammy. I can't remember what it was for. I think it was best live performance for Circle. I might be wrong about that. You mean um, Cerise? Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, that's embarrassing. You know more about them than I do. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you're f- you, have you listened to them already, uh, Joel? Uh, not to the extent that we're about to, mm-hmm. but yes. Uh, I know them in the same way that people probably know most bands, which is through singles, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Singles and music videos, Claire does not make her love very secret. Uh, and so it's often played at parties and that kind of thing. Right, um, okay. So I know, uh, I know a decent amount about what they're doing at the moment. I would describe them, they're definitely a metal band, but if I were to introduce anybody to the genre of metal, I would probably start with them. With with, with them. Ghost. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not a screamy kind of accessible metal band. Cool, excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in... Scre- I'm always annoyed I, by screamers because they'll have really good melodies and guitar and then the lyrics start and it's like, oh, fuck. They're, they're honestly on that cusp where you're like, is this metal or is this hard rock? Although each of their albums has a different sound. So yep. their first album, I'll just go ahead and say, is definitely doom metal, I'd mm-hmm. say. But then things start to go places. All right. Do you know what uh, doom metal is? Uh, the type of metal that plays during Doom 2016? No. Oh. Uh, that's actually quite the opposite because that's quite fast. So oh. <laughs> doom metal is slow. 
Um, oh, okay. Slow and very. Doomy. It takes its time. It's like a sense of coming. It's doom. a sense of coming doom. It is oh. not Doom 2016, which is, <laughs> if anything, manically fast. It's like so, speed metal or something. Yeah. Um. So with a bit of metalcore kind of put in yeah. there. So yeah. it's um. Yeah, right, I've learned something. Yeah, so on top of on top of that stuff, they just got a couple of other EPs, which I think are mostly just covers of stuff, which you don't, I won't make you listen to, but they're pretty good if you want mm-hmm. to. Um, and um, so I, I do want to wa- you to watch some of their music videos, though. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll that I'll, is important. Yes, definitely mm-hmm. for the experience of the band. I think. Um, I'll just quickly list which music videos I like you to watch for the um, benefit of the people listening, but I'll also like send them to you. Yep. Obviously, uh, the music videos are Year Zero, Cerise, From the Pinnacle to the Pit. It might be one of my favorites. Um, sorry, From the Pinnacle to the Pit, Square Hammer, He Is, Rats. Rats. Um, no Dance Macabre? Yeah, I'm just about to say Dance okay, Macabre. Sure, okay, cool. <laughs> Dance Macabre, Kiss the Go-Goat, uh, and Call Me Little Sunshine. Okay, um, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, they've also got these chapter videos on their YouTube channel, which is meant to like go into the like backstory mm-hmm. lore of the band while also like announcing tour dates and stuff. They're very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't make you watch them, but they're there. And um, one of the music videos is also part of them. So Right. They can be useful to understand the context of what is going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest them. Right, yeah. Um, okay, so it's five albums and those seven or so music videos? Yeah. Uh, Nine, I think. They're good. Yeah, Yeah, and then then there'll be plenty of other content to pick up on uh, if you want to do some extra homework. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Oh, and the one EP. And and the EP. Okay. I'm interested in knowing how you feel about this one, Goldie, because it is slightly out of the comfort zone. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't have the best time when we did the knife. Um, So, uh, I do have a... a To be fair, (laughs) I feel like you'll like this more... Yeah, the knife was kind of like I felt pretty confident Claire would like it. Mm-hmm. I was already a bit uh, about <laughs> you. Uh, so, yeah, so, like there's a little bit of hesitation, but if it's easy approach for metal, then I'm all about I'm all about that butt rock sort of stuff. Um, I, I think you like if you like like dancey music. That's like at least one song you'll probably like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and and I like this uh, kind of law uh, stuff. I do I do like anything with a little bit of law attached. Um, yeah, cool. I'm I'm interested. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there any other questions you'd like to ask me about it? Uh, not really. Like, uh, it, it's kind of it's music, so you kind of just got to like listen mm-hmm. to it. It's not it's not like a book or a movie where you can tease other stuff out of it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm keen to go and listen through these albums. I guess my it's not so much a question, but I guess I consider this band to be every generation. There is a band that inducts people into metal mm-hmm. of some type. Um, uh, for my generation, a lo- System of a Down is a lot heavier than this band. But System of a Down, when I was in high school, brought a lot of people into metal. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, it was their starting point. Uh, and then you've got your other, the more, the less full-on versions of that. In my generation, would have been like Breaking Benjamin and yep. that kind of stuff. The, I put this band on the same level as them in terms of like this is a band that a lot of people are probably going to listen to. And then bridge into something from it. Mm-hmm. The, me- the metal yeah. gatekeepers hate this band. Yes, <laughs> they hate every. They just hate fun. They do <laughs> a lot of. Um, I remember there being a Twitter exchange between Rob Zombie and some of his fans because he was 
he was on tour and baby metal was playing the same festival as him. And he was like, I really dig these girls. And there was a lot of his fans. Like they were all like old men with beers and like fish profile pictures who were just like, nah, man, you've changed, man. And he was like, these girls walk harder than any of you old fucks do. <laughs> like in typical Rob Zombie fashion. Nice. So, um, yeah, just, uh, metal is, it's weird because sometimes metal is like one of the most accepting communities out there. And it sometimes is one of the worst. It really depends on the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like down to the individual band and genre. Like anyone who's like a motorhead fan is going to be massive gatekeepy. Anyone who is like, uh, someone like, well, I'm trying to think Alexis on fire is very accepting. I have like, so. Oh yeah. Um, while I'm very much into the music, I haven't gone very deep into the ghost fandom, but the fans I have may have been the loveliest people. Although yes. that's good um, to go. It tends to go one way or the other with metal bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although one of them tricked me into doing a um, a react video to a Nightwish um, music vi- <laughs> Nightwish <laughs> song, and then like I just got brigaded by this thing that they call the Nightwish Army. That's so <laughs> fucking bizarre. When you explained that to me, I was like, the Nightwish Army? Yeah. People like, still care about Nightwish that People much? definitely people oh, really wow. care about Nightwish. I remember liking a little I mean, bit of Nightwish good, back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. like, if you, if you, if you react, they've, they've got this whole thing where they go around tricking people to do react videos mm-hmm. to um, Nightwish um, songs like Nightwish performances, yep. and when they do, they have this whole thing that they call the army that just like piles into your comments with this whole like battle plan of all these other things they're going to try and convince you to react oh to. <laughs> and like they call themselves <laughs> the general and the. Uh. Like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> that is a fever dream of a thing. Like, when you told me about that. Nightwish of all the bands. I mean, they're really good. I know I mean, Nightwish is good. I'm not saying Nightwish is bad, but I wouldn't expect people to do that for Nightwish of all things. Uh, anyway. Mm. That's well, they, they said like, oh, I was like, in reacting, I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I, than I um, remember it being. And then they were like, that's because they've... Um, you you probably were familiar with the old Nightwish. This is the new Nightwish <laughs> with a new... Um, new Pepsi. With, yes. with our, <laughs> New um, front singer who's a gladiator, who's a, like a Viking goddess who will give you oral orgasms constantly as you listen to her. Now go and become a part of our army and listen to this and this and this. Like, okay. At least it sounds, it's not particularly malicious sounding. Oh no, it's extremely yeah. positive. Okay. It's just <laughs> extremely <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah. It's almost as if these people yeah. are hyperfixated. Yes, yeah, hyperfixated. that. Wow, what a case, everyone. <laughs> Power metal is probably one of the ones with the better communities, I, I would say. I love power metal. Yeah. I just want to make a point that I don't like how the words oral and oral are <laughs> yeah. the yeah. same. I think that that's a point that the English language should take into consideration. I think Would that it's is bad and they should this should be patched. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I do like myself some... I have, don't listen to power metal as much anymore. I'm moving more towards the... I'm very much kind of math metal, metalcore kind of stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very technical, usually, um, or very screamy. Or very not, depending on which it is. I probably wouldn't do them in the podcast because they're not quite a hyperfixation, but there's just one, like, there's this couple of power metal albums that I absolutely love. Um, We could do power metal as a genre. I reckon. I'd have to get back into it and see exactly how much I care about it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Fair. All right. Should we wrap this one? Yep. All right. I'm I'm ready. Check it out. So, can you, from the top, can you run through everything that we're doing for the people at home? And all this is on Spotify and YouTube? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, 
Well, I guess it might depend on where you are, but for Australia it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, the albums are uh, in order of when they were released. Um, studio albums. Opus Eponymous, I think yep. it's pronounced. Infestissimum. Infestissimum. <laughs> cool. Um, Meliora. Prequel. And Empera. Okay. And the EP is called Seven Inches of Satanic Panic. Yep. And the music videos. And then the music videos are Year Zero, Cerise, From the Pinnacle to the Pit, Square Hammer, He Is, Rats, Dance Macabre, Kiss the Go-Goat, and Call Me Little Sunshine. Is that just Rats, R-A-T-S? Yes. Okay, cool. Wonderful. Um, R-A-T-S. I don't know what you said. Okay. Rats. Cool. All right. All right. I think we're all good then. Shall we? Yes. All right. Fix it. Let's go. Go, goat. And we're back, guys and ghouls. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Hello. We're back quickly. Yes. All right. Now, let's talk about. Let's talk about a ghost. Yes. A ghost. ghost. How do we want to do this? Uh, Do we want to do it like we did the knife? That's probably the smarter way to do it. Like, I haven't got a lot of comments album specific, um, kind of like with when we did The Knife. Um, I've, I've listened to all of them, but a lot of it did blur together a bit. So I just got kind of general comments about what I heard and some specific tracks. Do you want to do, like, overall thoughts and then co- uh, album specific then? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you okay, want to cool. start? Yeah, right, like, um, I liked it. It was easy listening, but it felt too slow. Too slow. Um, <laughs> slow. Yeah, that's probably my main complaint is it... Uh, it reminded me a lot of Warp 11's style, not content, um, but the, just the way that they make their music, and as well as Andrew WK. Uh, but <laughs> compare Andrew WK is a lot faster, and his lyrics are a lot clearer. I tr- I had trouble uh, listening to Ghost because it w- it was quite slow. Uh, it was still fine though, but the lyrics were never really elevated above the rest of the music, and so I found it hard. To, without concentrating really specifically to listen to what they were saying. So if there was a message in their specific lyrics, then I kind of missed it. It was just kind of a bit blurred into the background and the kind of like theme of the the music. It made it fine listening, but I don't think I got as much out of it. It actually reminded me of Warp 11 as well, but in terms of the variety of the music and the fact that they both had like Christian rock songs hidden in there randomly. <laughs> Yeah, like it was, it was a lot of that sort of style. Um, uh, yeah, I, I playing a uh, couple of the music videos, I sp- had a try and I sped them up to 1.25 and I actually enjoyed them a lot more. They were just a lot snappier and punchier. Um, whereas normally it's just a bit too slow and their choruses are very repeating and uh, what was it? A watches in the sky. I'm like, okay, you're watching in the sky. I don't. Why are you watching in the sky? Spotlight, yes. What's we are watching in the sky? What's going on? That is what is occurring right now. So, like, yeah, found that very funny. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, it was was a lot easier listening than than the knife. Um, The knife. (laughs) uh, I think that uh, I definitely go to one of their concerts because they look sick as hell. Um, But I don't think I'd probably listen to their music outside of that. Did you watch that clip I posted um, where uh, they have um, the coronet, the like coronation of the new papa? I didn't really understand what was going. I saw there was one guy, and then he got 
eaten or killed or something, and then another guy popped out. It wasn't a very good angle, but he, like, collapsed. Right. Because he was like, going, doing a sick um, saxophone solo. Mm-hmm. And then he, because um, he's, I don't know if you could see from that angle, but he had all this, like, life support equipment. Right, um, okay. Apparently, uh, the the original plan was to have a bunch of the like the band just straight up murder him, but they mm-hmm. decided against that. That wouldn't and have been as funny. Really? I, I don't think, think it would have been as funny for them to kill him. I thought it was a good idea for him just to drop dead. Well, he was extremely incredibly old. Yes, I, I think you could do a Brutus style Julius Caesar and assassination just as another one. I think that'd be fun. Um, yeah, I watched that one. It was, yeah, it was a little bit hard to tell what was going on, um, but it looked like. Everyone was having a good time, uh, including the guy recording it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I better s- talk about it for the sake of the <coughs> listeners. Sorry, I just ate some tiny teddies and apparently they didn't go around down the right way. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, for people who don't have tiny teddies, they're biscuits. Anyway. <laughs> if you don't have tiny teddies, then you're missing out. Yeah, I don't really know what to tell you then. <laughs> um, <laughs> the teddies were tiny. Yeah, I, I did not just eat a bunch of... Stuff toys. Anyway, um, yeah. So there's this. We I post. I sent um on a clip from one of Ghost Live shows where they do a transition between the poppers. Um, in this case, it was Papa um, Nile or Nihil. Nihil, uh, I think. Yeah, Nihil. Um, the the original. Well, he's the original Papa. He's the only one, isn't he? Well, he the, the um. The cult or whatever has been in his family from his father and his father's yes. father and his father's father's father. But mm-hmm. I, I think he was I think he was the one who founded the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, he's uh, up there doing a six saxophone solo, and then he drops dead because he's like ninety or something. Mm-hmm. And then Cardinal Copia, who's yeah, he walks up and then it gets surrounded for like ten minutes as he changes costume, yeah. and then he pops out uh, in the sick uh, yeah. pop outfit. Yeah, and um, so yeah, that's how kind of. Uh, but before that, the third papa, Emera- uh, emeritus. Yeah, emeritus. emeritus. I like. I keep hearing the name, and then I keep forgetting how to pronounce <laughs> it. Um, like when when it was transitioned from him to um, the next papa, he got like dragged off the stage because it was like a, a coup. Kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of fun. That'd be yeah. good. Uh, and. Is that the sort of thing that only happens at one concert, or like they're doing the album and everyone in the concerts features? I think it's just the one. Oh, so you got to be lucky. Yeah, I Ooh. think. Yeah. All right. So, can I give some of my thoughts? Yeah, you mm-hmm. can. Cool. I had progressively more fun as yeah. with each album. Yeah, yeah. So like I started with um, just Opus Eponymous. Heads up. Yeah, the first one. Uh, I start with a very Flat and meh. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I'm like, I'm having a great time. Yeah. So just as we're going through album by album, don't feel too disheartened at first <laughs> if I'm like, because eh. <laughs> it will get better. Like, but, I like, I like, mm. I enjoy every album, but Opus Eponymous is my least favorite. I still like it, yes. but it's my least favorite. Yeah, it doesn't have a huge amount to it, I think. Um, but I guess my, my main experience with the band is kind of been watching them I almost kind of discover what works for them. Mm. I don't think they're a very good traditional metal band, if that makes sense. And I think that shows with Opus, because Opus tries to be that. It tries to be very, I think, it was very, it was competently done is probably the most, the nicest way I can describe it. But it sounded like almost any other band. If you had told me that 
the band who made that had as much charisma as this band actually has, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed like, yeah. <laughs> from listening to that album that they'd later be having a yeah. jazz solo in one mm, of their yeah. albums. Yeah, for me, the first two albums were kind of in this sort of vein. Um, I haven't listened to much metal, but it sounded like it was ticking all the boxes of this is what metal's supposed to be. Yes. Uh, and uh, I again, I haven't listened to much metal, but the lyrics are often more of an instrument than to communicate a story in metal, I'm assuming. Um, like, because in metal you'll often have screamers, right? Um, um, not all the time. It depends on the genre. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it does happen. And usually if you have unclean vocals, which is usually what it's referred to as, mm-hmm. um, they're, us- they're often used as, if they're used in combination with clean vocals, the unclean vocals are usually meant to convey a very intense emotion of some variety. Are those called Beauty and the Beast vocals? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So you've got like one of my favorite metal bands at the moment is Dance, um, Dance Gavin Dance. And they do a mixture of those two things. And whenever they have like a lyric which is like really meant to kind of emotionally hit, that's usually unclean, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, and so it's... Uh, and that's not all the time. Some bands are just unclean all the time. It depends mm. on how it fits their sound. I guess, yeah, then uh, I would class these lyrics as all unclean, which is fine, but I like I wanted some clean. I didn't find them unclean. I wouldn't say they were unclean at any point, to be honest. I would say it was clean the entire time. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I just had trouble. I mean, they growl occasionally. Yeah, but, but I just had trouble like hearing what they were saying uh, because it never sounded. It was never uh, the audio was always um, the the same volume as the rest yeah. of the instruments. I think it has to do with the mixing. The vocals were clean; they just weren't. Um, they just weren't emphasized in a lot of as much yeah. as yeah. Uh, other bands might, and other bands won't. It depends. So. Uh, is an example of clean and unclean vocals uh, perhaps Linkin Park numb? Yes, to a degree. Cool. So um, Babies First, Beauty and the Beast. All right, I'll use that as my reference. Yeah. So you've got, if it sounds like someone, if it sounds like it could belong vocally in any other genre, it's clean usually. Right. If it's any kind of scream, and there's lots of different types of scream as well. Mm-hmm. There's not just the one. So um, metalcore tends to be a bit more of the... Metalcore is a bit cleaner in its screaming in that you can usually understand what they're saying. Um, but then you've got like your death metal or your grindcore kind of stuff, in which case, good fun. I can't well, do that still. What's the point of writing yeah. the lyrics in the first yeah. place? Because um, that's often like, I'm a rather experienced metal kind of dude and some of the really heavy genres, I can't make out what people are saying mm-hmm. until I read lyrics. Um, but the cleaner ones, like I tend towards metalcore kind of stuff, I can usually, I don't have to look up what they're saying to understand it. It's kind of like an acquired thing. You figure it out eventually, mm. how to make it out. I remember when I was, whenever I was listening to like uh, any big orchestral piece of music which had like quiet, like a Latin choir in, in it, it's like uh, a lot of Star Wars, like Ace Combat music, uh, Duel of the Fates, like there's a, a choir there. And as a kid, I... Couldn't understand what they were saying. And so I thought that, oh, well, obviously this song doesn't need to have lyrics in it. This is the cool fight where Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Maul are fighting. Um, this is just, they're just making sounds with their with their mouths to make it cool. Therefore, I, ass- and then I'd heard bits of other operas as well. And I assumed that there was a musical language. Mm-hmm. It was purely designed 
to uh, be nonsense, not actually communicate words, but they designed different sounds for different notes that made sense. Years later, I found out, no, they're just singing Latin. You're an idiot. (laughs) Well, it's, I think some people treat unclean vocals the same because they can't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not necessarily invalid. Uh, because it can sometimes be almost a vocal instrument in itself. It's a very, it's a much more nuanced art than people give credit for. And what often makes someone a really good unclean vocalist is their ability to still be understood despite it not being clean. Um, So like bad, anyone can scream. Not everyone can be an unclean vocalist, if that makes sense. You've got a, um, like Alexis on fire, Alex is on fire. Uh, is a great example of that because their screamer is very, very good at being clear. And mm-hmm. so is Dance, Gavin Dance's near the, uh, in their more recent ones, he's gotten a lot better at that. Under Oath, um, depending on the album. Uh, so it's, I guess, it's it's a bit of a nuanced thing, but I would say everything here was clean. Okay, right. Um, Wait, for me, almost you, everything. Are you saying that you thought Latin was scat? I did uh, when I was young. I thought I thought basically Latin was just like scat noises, like the classy scat. Yeah, I thought that you, when you made an opera, you weren't there to uh, write out lyrics and do a story. You were just there to have this fat lady do this incredible stuff with her voice. So it doesn't matter what she's saying; she just needs to say it very well. So classical scat. And yeah, just classical scat. Well, it's not. I don't think that's an unvalid way to consume opera. It's mm-hmm. also not an unvalid way to consume metal. Mm-hmm. Um, in a similar way. Uh, there are people who would argue that, <laughs> um, as I think we touched on in the beginning. But I guess, I think one of the reasons why this band is so divisive in the metal community is because it uses a lot of non-metal tropes, including mm-hmm. its vocals. Its vocals are very clean. Um, and it incorporates a lot of genres into a metal space, depending on like the Christian album. Like Christian rock. Mm-hmm. Like Christian rock at some points. Uh, and so it's definitely, it doesn't obey genre very well in its last three albums, which are the ones which are easily the best, in my opinion. Yeah. So like, as, as soon as, I guess, as the, their albums progress, they very clearly become more confident in what makes them good. And what makes them good is not within the scope of your traditional metal. And therefore they get a lot better, which is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why the first two albums are very hard to tell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not just an inexperience with the medium thing on your behalf. I found the same. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So. They definitely embrace the camp more in the yes. last three albums. Mm. That's uh, I listen to every album twice um, in full and did all of the mandatory music video stuff. So that was my experience with this. Very good. A plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the second listen, second album is much more distinct. Yeah, it's definitely a higher quality than the first. If you, well, you're going into it after hearing it the first time. The the second one, um, infant, if, in, uh, le, uh, infestation, infestation. Oh, I, in I do know that it means uh, the worst thing or something. Yes. The most hostile. Anyway, the most hostile in Latin. It does have a special, um, a sp- like it's not my favorite of the albums, but it does have a special place in my heart because I feel like it sounds the most the way the band looks. Yes, I would agree with that. It definitely does sound the most like the band would. It's definitely, he realizes his concept much better in that album, I think. Mm. One of the issues I guess I have with the first album as well is that their concept and what they're trying to do 
doesn't really come through at all in the music. They're not very good at marrying the two. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I mean, I, I think a lot of the album, the like lyrically, it's pretty explicit. Yeah, thematically but similar to what I guess Goldie was saying. This was that was definitely the album I had the hardest time hearing anything. Mm. I can't think of. It doesn't sound as polished. No, I can't think of a single song that I could tell you this is their song from that album, and it's the only album where I can't do that in this in this band. So I can't actually talk about any of the individual songs because I couldn't, for the love of God, tell you <laughs> remember any of them. I, I, um, um, they did blend. Yeah, they 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 definitely are pretty um, similar. I do I do I do enjoy them though. I think if I had to pick a standout on the album that I really liked, um, it would be Eli- Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Although that might be because I also like the story of that mm-hmm. particular um, horrible probably very much embellished chapter in history um uh what was that about because i don't i El- elizabeth bathory okay who is oh, you, you know? uh yeah elizabeth I'm bathory uh, the story part of it that i know uh kind of an inspiration for the dracula story fucked up lord in transylvania or hungary sort of thing hungary hungary uh who Thought she was very beautiful and decided to kill a bunch of beautiful virgin girls and bathe, mm-hmm. in, the, bathe in their blood. All and right. then when they found out what she did and she'd killed like hundreds of poor little peasant women, they decided, you know what? You've done these horribly unspeakable crimes. We're going to lock you in your luxurious castle for the rest of your life. And she's like, okay, yes. that I, um, sounds fine. I wrote a poem about it for school when I was 15 and I recently refound it. It was pretty good, actually. Yes. <laughs> very big with the goth kids. Yeah. Yes. Very big with the golf kids, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd say I, I wrote down in my notes that good album, but doesn't have the razzle dazzle, which later comes to define this, the band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a very unremarkable album for me. Um, the next one up, though, was it did have its. Yeah. The next one up had its moments for sure. I've got some here which I can tell you that I liked. But yeah. I wrote down that. Um, Infest Tessim, uh, in, the album is like Opus Eponymous if it snorted a bump of cocaine off the altar of Notre Dame. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, I did like um, the second track. I'm not going to bother to try to pronounce that. Per <laughs> Aspera per Ad Ethereum. Yeah, think. that's um, a parody of Per Astra Ad Infinity else. or something, I think, or yeah. as it means uh, the the original phrase means through hardship to the stars. But this one means through hardship to hell. Okay, yeah, cool. I did like Year Zero after I watched I the music video. Yeah, <laughs> it took the music video for me to get that. I feel like a lot of these songs on this particular album require you to sit down and do nothing but take them in mm-hmm. to get them. Um, and once you do that, you can kind of appreciate it more which is why i think i appreciate it more the second time mm. would you like to describe the music video for the people at home um i'm trying to remember a lot about what happens but i think uh, I, there's I, a lot I, of eating raw meat i remember that and yeah, then there's so a lot like, of old women tits there's yeah. a, it's, it's pretty good white. they're in a uh old sort of gentleman's club version. and uh there's a bunch of women in there then a dude who i assume is the pope of that era yeah. Walks in, the women are like, "Oh, like wonderful, you've arrived," and they feed him an assortments of raw meat and like heart and all this shit. Uh, and then eventually, he's like, "I've had a wonderful time here, thank you, ladies." Then he leaves, and then the women go, "Okay, cool." Then they all strip off down to their knickers, uh, tits are flying, yes. put on some 
gothy nunny religiousy sort of outfits. Ghouls. Ghouls. Yeah, they become ghouls. Yeah. Uh, and then that was it. And then they um, do their band thing. Like they, they do a performance. Right. Yeah. While yeah. the Antichrist is sort of doing stuff in the background. Mm. Looking. So, something that I didn't like about like that one was my least favorite music video. Uh, and it comes up in, in a couple of the others. Um, there's a lot of objectifying women. Just like there's women hanging out with their tits out, standing around just because they're beautiful. Um, and then he's wondering, like there's one where it's explicitly like a cult thing. Yeah. And, that, and that's the vibe, sure. But it just made me like a bit uncomfortable because it's, okay, cool. He has stole of these uh, bombshell 10 women uh, with either tits out or like wet white t-shirts. And yes. it's like this... This feels like it's trying to be a commentary, but I don't think it's pushing enough to make it's not parodying itself. It feels like it's leaning into it the I wrong way. I don't think it's trying to parody itself at all. I don't think there's any irony to it. I think because it's, it's the Satanist gimmick and the Satanist is all about having sex and that kind of shit. It's all about the opposite of Christian values and Christian value and the opposite of Christian values is having your tits out all the time. Right, but then I don't where are the dudes? Uh, now, that's kind of where I came from. It seems a bit exploitative. I can understand that for sure. Yeah. Um, it, I wouldn't disagree. It felt like um, in the writing, the band's like, yeah, we want to be Satanists, we want to be all sexual and all this stuff. But because it was coming from, I'm going to assume, straight white man, you sort of male gaze, it ended up being, so all of the women will get their tits out and there was never any question of, all of there going to be any uh, guys guys doing the same thing? Are there like, Or is it just, is the world only hot women and then one male cult leader? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they're not meant to be nice people. They're a satanic cult. Satanists can be nice people. Yeah, but these aren't trying to... They, these aren't the, like... Um, the real world uh, Satanist No, uh, these are religion. the trying to destroy the world Satanists. All right, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess in that way. Um, but, yeah, I got... I didn't get the impression that there was an effort to have this be a bit of a commentary. I think it was... Well, um, he is. Straight. I like. I mean, if you're talking about... Um, Women in white T-shirts. I assume mm. you're talking about he is, which is very yes. much a commentary. Yes, yes yeah. that is, yes. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, it just felt like um, it didn't uh, critique it at all. It was just like, hey, look at this cool stuff uh, and not so much being, hey, th- this is kind of fucked up. Um, it looked quite yes. lovely. Hey, look at this cool stuff is a lot of what metal has to say mm-hmm. at times, which is both a strength and a criticism of the genre. Um in some ways, it's nice escapism, and in other ways, it's um, as a genre, I find it lags behind a bit at times. At times, right. at least, um, depending on the band, there's some very progressive. Sometimes metal bands are either extraordinarily progressive or very much not. Mm-hmm. There's no, I find there's very little. There's very little centralist, like level-headed people mm-hmm. in metal. You're either really, really, really liberal or really, really, really conservative. Right, and it's all like this really just kind of. A lot of toxic value stuff. I don't find there's much in between. Right, okay. Um, so, but often, I guess it does have something. Sometimes it's a bit too general of me to say that the, as a genre, it doesn't always have as much to say, but it tends towards stuff that doesn't have very much political consequence, I find. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Ghost is definitely political. Ghost is, but metal as a genre doesn't, mm-hmm. I find. Um, as a general rule, where there are very big exceptions to that, and I'm sure... If we had a big enough listener base, we'd get some angry emails about that content. Mm. <laughs> but we probably won't. So. Oh, never to say never. Never say never. 
Uh, I did also like Monst- Monstrous, Monstrous Clock. Clock. Yeah, my favorites are Year Zero, Monstrous Clock, and the opening. The opening was like really powerful. Yes. I thought it's my favorite opening out of all of them. Mm. Um, For sure. Um, so, like, yeah. are we still on to the topic of the second? Yeah, album? we can stay on yeah. it. I'm just yep. wondering if we move or not. Yeah, because so. um, if we go, yeah, I would like to say more about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I feel like. Like I feel like, um, because with the sort of the ominous chanting, like Gregorian almost chanting, the reverb, the organ, it made me give. It gave me the sense I was in this huge sort of cathedral with, um, like painted ce- ceilings and, um, stained glass windows and everything, and there's hooded fi- figures all around me sacrificing a goat, and I don't. It just really felt like what the band looked like, and I love it. Maybe it's that I've like uh, already consumed a lot of con like this was this uh album was like many years ago wasn't it um this was uh spotify says 2013 but this band started in like 2006 didn't it uh like off the top of hard to head, say this album remember. is at least a decade old though yeah it um is. like i think maybe because i've like i've consumed a lot of media which does the whole uh catholic church but it's bad um <laughs> that like maybe what if would, religion were bad? What if? <laughs> what if? <laughs> like maybe this was like a bit more groundbreaking back in the day, and that I've just kind of seen. I wouldn't say all, it was okay, um, but yeah, like the oh my god, what if these spooky church vibes were actually evil? I'm like, yeah. There's a whole genre of metal, black metal, which is dedicated to religion sucks, and that's been established for decades. Right. So this is not. Anti-religious sentiment in metal is very, very strong. That isn't everywhere. It is quite political in ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's one of the reasons why the first two albums don't say much to me because thematically, you this has been done a fair it's bit. It's a done concept, but it does it very well, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. It, it's a very well-trod like well road that they're yeah. following. They, just, they execute it. With a certain sense of theater, which a lot of bands lack. Yeah, like I think yeah. first two albums, like for, for pretty much all of this, I see it in concert. I have a fantastic time and fucking love it. Um, listening to them, uh, yeah, they're incredibly competent, well done. Like uh, compared to The Knife, there are a lot of tracks uh, across The Knife's discography that I didn't want to listen to. I never found a single track of The Ghost that I didn't want to listen to. They're all lovely and fine, but I'd often like. I'd hear something and I'm like, oh, what was that song? And then I'd look back through and it could have been any one of a dozen mm. songs. I, like I had trouble distinguishing them, but I didn't hate any of them. They were never they were never a chore. It was always lovely. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. Anything you want to say about the uh, inf- whatever what we're talking about? <laughs> Infin- <laughs> infinite. Um, I, 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 it occurred to me that um, I would like to see Ghost do a cover of Hellfire from um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. That'd be really good. That would be good. <laughs> I don't remember much about the song. Hellfire, I mean, Hellfire, I don't know. It just it just had the same the, the, that song and like the video that goes with that song had this very same kind of vibe that this album yeah. gives me, yeah. which mm-hmm. is I can't think of any other Disney song that would be appropriate for them to cover. Yeah, Disney hasn't gone after the church that often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so maybe let it go. <laughs> maybe I could see I could see them doing that in a kind of. Satanic. I could see a satanic I interpretation of that song. I could see a "You're Welcome," uh, but yeah. like change the lyrics to like "We've raised hellfire, we've <laughs> destroyed the earth, we killed the sinners." You're welcome. Yeah, kind of thing. Shiny, shiny. They could do. Yeah, <laughs> the few. There's got to be some there's, stuff. There's also a lot. I also noticed while listening to this album a lot of times. There's a lot of references to poop. Really? Uh, yeah. 
I yeah, I didn't pick that up, but yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I still struggle with lyrics on this one. Uh, th- there's one point where it's just like um a sw- a, f- a swamp of feces um farting out a th- storm of uh to destroy the world or something, and just right. very Hieronymus botch kind of imagery. Yes, mm. and just like eating the body and blood of Jesus and then defecating. Like there was a, uh, they just noticed the ongoing theme. Okay, <laughs> a lot of shit. Yeah, fair. So should we move on to Meliora? Yeah. All right. Um. So the deluxe edition to this is too long. I would like <laughs> to say. Um. It should the deluxe edition should be Square Hammer and nothing else after that. <laughs> um. Because uh, on the second listen, I couldn't finish this because I got the Square Hammer and I was like, "There's five more tracks." Well, the extra <laughs> tracks are like, all covers anyway. Ah, uh, well, yeah. So except for there might be one of the reasons why I didn't find them yeah. so interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, this one definitely felt. It has a lot more standouts. Um, yeah, I think this has my favorite song on it. Which, which was is that? Sikri, is it? Um, Cerise. Cerise, that's yeah. it, yeah. I'm not good at that. That's Latin. a good choice. Yeah, Cerise is probably the one I've listened to the most out of all of this. I, I um, wrote down that Cerise is the kind of song that would be great for a playlist or music video for your problematic fave or toxic OTP. Possibly. <laughs> um, I feel like it's just, it's got a certain, that's very Doom. We talked a lot about Doom metal mm. And I don't feel like the first or second. The second is a bit doomy, but this is actually what Doom sounds like. It's that it's very slow, it's mm-hmm. very buildy, it's very ominous, and it captures it very well. It's probably the best Doomish song I've ever heard, to be honest. And this Ooh. is Doom the genre as opposed to Doom the video game. You mean Doom the genre, not right, the yeah. video game? Yeah, because yeah, this does not sound like Doom the video game. Yeah, none of these did. Yes, um, but yes, yeah. Uh, I yeah, while. I think that the music video is problematic because it didn't go hard enough. I do really like the song He Is. I did really enjoy that one. Yes. Wait, uh, so He Is is the music video you think is problematic? Uh, I think it's uh, like it's very lightly problematic just because it doesn't critique what it's showing. It shows... I think it critiques what it's showing very clearly. Well, it shows it as like, hey, this is a wonderful thing. Uh, you should... But it enjoy- shows people like the, the churchgoers stealing money out of the, like, um, out of the, um, like, collection plates and shows, Yeah, but it like, doesn't, like, say that that's bad? I like, mean, hey, free you money. you have to be told that's bad? Well, but, like, <laughs> it looks like a wonderful place to be, and it doesn't say... <laughs> You need to realize that this is fucked up. <laughs> to me, I don't think it needed to say that. Um, I think it did it pretty well. To me, I feel like the whole he is thing was just like how easy it is to like how Actually, easy it is to replace satanic. Do you want? It's someone, very close to those religious experiences kind of thing. Does someone want to explain what the music video is? The, it's right, an evangelist yeah. church, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Basically, it's an evangelist church situation with um the lead singer as the main preacher. There's a lot. There's a very sexual undertone to it. Yeah, in like general. when he's doing yeah. the body of Christ. Body it's of Christ like to a, women who are like hentai facing, pretty yeah. much. Mm. Yeah, it's um. There's a lot of that going on, but to me, it's kind of like it's like look how. So this could very easily be a Christian video with a few small changes to it. Uh, apparently, and I feel like that was the main point it was trying uh, to yeah, make. Yeah, no, I heard I a rumor that. that this get song did get played on a Christian like radio station at one yes, point. So. My, my Mormon friend got into Ghost because of this song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I feel like it was... I don't... 
I feel like it was the condemnation kind of came with like, look how similar these two things really are. Mm. And maybe you should think about that. Um, and that was kind of, I think that was enough. It didn't need, I don't really know how it would do that, how it like, would well, condemn maybe, this. Because there's a there's a Front Bottoms music video, which is the same thing. It's a uh, evangelistic church and they're like uh, doing the whole like uh, heel and smacking them in the face kind of thing. Um, but it's just very silly and campy. It's more like this is a setting for almost a slapstick thing. Yeah. And uh, this is like, it's a very, this is ridiculous. This is very silly. Yeah. This was like, I don't know. It, it on its own is not that bad. I think it was because I saw the other music videos and it looked like a bit of a trend of this guy's just looking for excuse to put hot women in his music videos with topless. Um, that was what I saw from it. On its own, it's not, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. I feel like you're having a, Possibly a little bit, and it's fine. Probably a bit of a personal reaction to the. It might be, yeah. Um, to the general, it maybe feels a bit sleazy to you. Yes, is that kind of what yes, we're looking that, at. I think yes, that's what I mean. Is maybe I mean, yeah. That music video is definitely supposed to be sleazy. Yeah. yeah, but I guess whether or not it does it in a good way, I think is up to debate. I think that's a very personal preference thing. I think so. Um, yes. as opposed to yeah. So, but anyway, so the music I, I did love the song. Yeah, like it was it was a good bop. Um, I had a good time with it. Yeah. Um, there's definitely, I guess I, I struggle to really, because I listen to a lot of bands which tend to trend in this direction in general. And I feel like if I were to take that level of critique around that kind of stuff, I would have to stop listening to a lot mm -hmm. of things that I like listening to. Yeah. I think you're but, right. It is yeah. just, it's, yeah. I just find it sleazy yeah. personally. It's not yeah. a yeah. judgment like, really. Yeah, I think people are allowed to have a gender preference. Yeah, like, that absolutely. is that is also true. Like this is one of those things where it's like I guess that's part of my thing is I, I like hot women. I, I do like, hot, like hot women, and I don't mind seeing hot women, and I don't feel like that makes me a bad person. Like if a gay um, guy like, wants to put sense. a lot of hot gay men, yeah. mostly men, in their music videos, I they think that's then, fine. They then don't have to put a whole bunch of hot women in to make up for it. Like yeah. it's a, it is. Um, I think I am often bored by heteronormative kind of stuff mm -hmm. but i don't think it's inherently bad like some discourse seems to trend towards yeah no I think, yeah, yeah i think it's 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 the boring and i'm like you could have done something else you uh, could I yeah guess, but instead yeah. of just having hot women he had hot women that are clearly possessed by satan and doing <laughs> having like not a, particularly original i mean i don't know I've never fun seen, but not original <laughs> I, i've never seen like um like you know flash dance like like 80s flash dancers who are also look like they're doing the ex having an exorcist fit was that dance macabre yeah yeah we'll, we'll get on we'll, we'll get, get to that, that later mm. um that was unique that was an interesting choice i remember that um it actually a few pals i'm listening to a lot of ramstein at the moment because they have a new album um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> funny thing, their latest album, their latest single is called Big Tits, but in German. <laughs> um, and that is meant to take the piss more because mm -hmm. the whole song is whole like, my whole life is miserable, but all I really want is just a woman with a big pair of tits. She doesn't have to be smart. <laughs> she doesn't have to be good at anything like, or anything. All I want, and it's meant to be like a, it's not meant to be taken at face value, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And the music video for that is, as you can imagine for Ramstein, it's both hilarious and full-on and titillating at the same time mm -hmm. because it's just this traditional German village where every woman is just ludicrously endowed <laughs> and just everyone is... But 
to be fair, no one seems to make a big deal out of it. Everyone is just having a fun German time as well. Like oh, it's, the characters it's just, and the thing don't... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, the lead singer plays a blind guy. Um, <laughs> so... But it's. I'll show you the video. So I'm gonna watch that one. Is home. it the blind guy complaining that he doesn't have any big tits, but he's surrounded? Like, is this? I think that's kind of meant to be the point of the video that he's kind of like, all I want is one woman with big tits, and he's just surrounded by <laughs> like these ridiculously well endowed women. And um, but yeah, it's. Um, I guess that could be. You could throw the same criticism at that, but I guess it is more. Um, it's a lot more overt. In that, this is meant to be a joke. I would say that's more overt and comedic as opposed to this one didn't seem to be as comedic uh, in its aim. Um, But yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, it was like, I I did enjoy the music. Uh, I just got to say, the whole woman thing just never ever struck me while watching Ghosts. That's. Mm-hmm. Which I think yeah. is important as the only female voice <laughs> on the podcast to, <laughs> to maybe comment on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it depends on what your, once again, your mileage will vary there, but I guess just mm. keeping in mind for anyone listening to this, there is a lot of that in this band. So if you're not super into that, but some people are, and that's fine. Mm. Um, but hot, yeah. hot, women, hot women are hot. Hot women are hot. They that are is, indeed. Yeah. Yes. So, um, like, I don't know. I just, every music video I think is all kind of like riffing on something. Mm-hmm. So like, oh. like. Sorry. Every single music, well, almost all the music videos are very clearly sort of riffing on something. So mm-hmm. every instance in where there are a bunch of hot women, it's because that's part of the genre they're mm. riffing on. I don't like, so at this point, I, I don't uh, remember as much about uh, what happened on each album by album. But as far as the music videos, I did fucking love uh, From Pinnacle to the Pit. I love yes. Pin. That's my favorite as well. Yeah. Because of, ha- like, I love Metropolis. It's very Metropolis. I love yeah. that sort of shtick. Uh, they sort of did it as well with the next one of Square Hammer. Yeah, that was like meant to be a sequel to that album. That I didn't really video. get the narrative being told there, but yeah. Which one? Between Square Hammer and Pinnacle to the Pit. Oh, well, the yeah. only real like obvious connection is when he takes the newspaper, it yeah. references... Yeah. Like at the beginning of Square Hammer, he picks up a newspaper and it references the events in the but last mm. album. He's starring, in a, music video? he's starring in a film that's meant to recreate the... Um, I think... Uh, my interpretation of that is he's starring in a film which is meant to be like a recreation of that event, if that makes sense. And then he goes and it's nothing like what it should be. And then this spirit comes. And I think that was kind of meant to be the thing. Uh, I was a bit confused with what the second one was doing. Uh, I didn't really read too much into it. Like the first one was what I really cared about of like, hell yeah, fucking Metropolis. Symmetrical buildings, the black and white style, the uh, the cutting of like old old-timey black and white footage to make a story out of it. I loved mm. all of that shit. Yeah, I, 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 um, Pinnacle in the Pit is actually one of my favourite ghost songs. Mm-hmm. I actually find it quite empowering song. Um, it's, oh, what did I write about it? I find it very, um, eh, my notes are broken. Oh, wait, here they are. I, um, it feels very empowering and triumphant to me in, mm-hmm. um, sort of, but the way I interpret the um, this song is it's um, you've been cast out and lost your position, but it's better to uh, rule in hell than serve in heaven. Through but by being an outcast from the group, you've gained your independence and you've gained power through that. That become a sigma male. You're yes. free <laughs> yes. now. It's yes. a sigma male anthem, Pretty much. or the sigma person anthem. It's, anthem. it's almost the point of BoJack Horseman. A little bit. Oh, at the that, end. Okay, please elaborate on that. Because at the end, Bojack has to lose everything. Yeah. He has to. 
Spoilers because, for Bojack Horseman. Yes. Um, yeah, spoilers for Bojack Horseman. Bojack, at the end the la- at the end of Bojack Horseman, he literally goes to jail. Yeah. Um, because of all the... It's for one particular thing, but really it's kind of like accumulation Probably, yeah. of everything that he's ever done in his life. Um, and... He, get, he loses all of his royalties. He loses most of his money. He loses his platform. He loses everything. And this is the thing that his, the entire show he's been desperately holding on to. Desperately holding on to. That it's kind of a running theme of the show that he's constantly trying to address his actions while simultaneously reaping the benefits of them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not until he gets... He loses everything. He goes to jail for like a year. Then he gets out on parole. And... Yeah, he he still has his house, but like he's not particularly rich. He's um. He does he, have the upcoming royalties from that one movie. From like from a few, he has yeah. a few royalties, but he's not he's not mind-bogglingly rich anymore. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's kind of implied. And the general idea is, he he starts getting offers for like minor roles, and he's surprised, and he's like, "Well, yeah," because everyone's just kind of like, "Well, you've paid for it." You know what I mean? Like you've he loses he loses he actually truly faces the consequences of his actions. Yeah, I think like um, going on from what you're saying, I think the important loss is that he loses Diane. Yes, he loses he loses meaningful relationships. His a lot of his career or like uh, his status in his career and a lot of his money and And his sister and his sister relationship with his sister yeah, and they all but he needed to face those consequences and accept them mm-hmm. and then he was actually for the first time in the entire show he's truly free he has nothing to fear anymore mm-hmm. it's all out there the worst thing has there's, happened there's no fall anymore if oh. that makes sense like yeah. it's it, the worst has happened and now the only thing that can happen is he can live a ha- uh, now a it's life. all up to him he can live life on his own terms finally mm. and I think that is that kind of I want to see a music Your video interpretation. of Bojack Horseman's <laughs> song now. Make yeah. the AMV of Bojack Horseman to also, the ghosts from the pinnacle to the pinnacle. I also want to see a Simpsons music video with Square Hammer with that um, Stonecutters episode. That would be, yeah, that would be <laughs> nice. So, okay, this is my project yeah. style. I want to quickly highlight that Mummy Dust is a wild song. And mummy really, dust. yes, <laughs> this is constantly whispering about mummy dust, <laughs> which is a weird thing to whisper about. This, I was like, this is an interesting choice of everything in this song, and yeah. I don't mind it. But <laughs> I was like, he I'm just, not sure what the in, um, do you trust his mummy dust? <laughs> it looks like he was just finding things that rhymed with <laughs> mummy dust, <laughs> and that was most of the song, which was. Not bad. I didn't hate it, <laughs> but I was just like, "This is a strange song." Because <laughs> I was, yeah, I uh, just had to mention "Mummy Dust." Like, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was written about. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what it was written about originally, but um, if "Mummy I were, Dust" clearly. <laughs> he um, says it so much. <laughs> like, um, in some of his performances, he um, like goes on a tirade about Donald Trump before going into "Mummy Dust." So, um, okay, so he links them somehow. Yeah, it's not the only time he goes into a tirade about Donald Trump. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, that, that will come back in a later album, which you may have picked up on from yes. the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, this one, um, I, I wrote down in my notes originally that while with all the other albums, I found it easy to find, like, a sort of unifying musical kind of sound that united them all. I had a harder time with this one. Like, I, yeah. 
Um, like this one's more electric almost. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh. This was them throwing shit at the wall and seeing what like, worked and what didn't. Like I their think. transitionary album. Yeah. Because yeah, they become much more focused after this. Yeah. Like apparently, um, I, I heard somewhere, I can't remember where, that it was meant to be a sort of sci-fi theme, which cu- ties in with like the Metropolis yeah. music videos. Oh, I but I only really heard that in Spirit and Square Hammer. Mm. One thing one thing I did kind of pick up on is that whereas um, Infestissimum <laughs> put me in the mind of being like this huge intimidating cathedral full of hooded figures doing dark rituals parts of meliora made me feel like i was more like a congregation of a church and we're all sort of like singing together but in a satanic way mm-hmm. like he is is the most obvious example of that yep. but there are moments in um absolution and deuce in absentia that kind of gave me that vibe as well a little yeah. bit yeah so in in infestessio yeah uh <laughs> We got the lat. What's the Latin for meliora? What's that meaning? It, uh, meliora, like infection or malady or something? No, or? I looked this up last night, but I've forgotten. Let me double check. Whenever I think of it, I think of Meteora, um, oh. the, <laughs> the Lincoln Park album. I'm like, oh yeah, Meteora. That's not the name of the album. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's the Lincoln Park. Yeah. Hang on, um, I'm just double checking what it means. Mel- meliora makes me think of like uh, uh, the whole idea of like maladies. Better. Sorry, no. It means better. Better? Yes. Well, they're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this one's better. <laughs> Listen to this one. <laughs> Sorry. Because um, the, the theme of this is the um, world after the Antichrist has taken over and killed God. So right, from okay. their perspective, it's better. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, I think it also means a primer. Yes. Um, yeah. I think I've spoken my piece about this particular one. Is there anything mm-hmm. you wanted to add? Anyone? Um, no. Do you really? want to say anything about the music videos? Oh, we've already spoken about. We're the kind music of doing videos, that yeah. as we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought the little actors in the um, Cerise music video were great. Yeah, the Cerise music video was um, definitely a fun one. I think it was the... a bit of a um, reference yeah. to Adam's Family movie. It uh, might I, have been. I also yeah. assumed uh, like a bits of. Um, oh, and Carrie, of course. Yeah, yeah. Carrie uh, with the pig's blood and everything. Yeah, it was, it was the school talent show goes too good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, just that music video. Um, it's a like an elementary school uh, talent show, but like one of the acts is effectively like a kid ghost. Yeah. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, so, and the parents are all very ruffled to varying degrees. And he also connects with a weird looking girl in the audience. Weird. I don't mean she looks weird or anything, but she looks. She's a bit Wednesday vibe. She's a yeah. bit Wednesday. That's probably a good way of putting it. Um, and then she ends up mind controlling everyone. Carrie style. Carrie style. Mm. Um, because, and they all try to stop their love. If that is what it is. Hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um. yeah. Anyway, let's, um, should we move on? To the most danceable album about dying of plague ever. Yes. Uh, I can't believe this came out in 2018. This feels like it came out. Like a year ago <laughs> to me, which oh. really shows what the plague that immediately followed yeah. this album mm. has done to I us all. <laughs> Ghost may be cursing the world. Possibly. Um, well, that is their goal at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. The, mm. Oh my God, that was yes. real. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The 70s kind of glam rock vibe of this was mm. definitely, I think, where they really found what worked for them. And they were mm. like, yes, this is what we want. We want to make songs that you can dance to, not ones that always kind of dirge along, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so you thought even this was slow? 
Uh, all of them. Really? I thought I thought were. You thought Dance Macabre was slow. Um, if they all blended in, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, like yeah, Dance Macabre. Um, just needed pretty much all all of the songs I heard needed to go up, uh, be at least twenty percent faster, and and or just a bit punchier in the lyrics, in the rhythm, in uh, in something. Um, Dance Macabre. That's the one where they go to a party. Like the music video mm-hmm. for it yeah, is, this is yeah. So I, I actually remember that someone had shown me that many years ago. Oh really? Um, it was probably Claire because she certainly <laughs> showed me um, like several yeah, times over. I think. Yeah, yeah, probably then. It's a good music video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, um, but yeah, I'm just listening to it, and then I went into YouTube, changed the playback speed to 1.25, and it didn't. Uh, like it, that doesn't instantly fix a song, unlike Nightcore. Um, but it did feel punchy. It did feel uh, more exciting. Um, and, yeah, I think that pretty much all of the songs could do with just a little bit of speed up and a little more punch. Well, it could, they could only be so energetic since the theme of the album is they're dying of plague. Mm. Well, like, uh, I think that they could then be slower as well. Like, it, it's on a weird sort of cusp uh, where it's not slow enough or not fast enough. Well, the, the, the like idea behind um, Dance Macabre in particular is that the theme is it's two lovers who are both have the plague and they're trying to have one last party or romantic. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A romantic before. getaway. I was trying to say that French word, but I always try and pronounce it like it's written and I forget how to say yeah. it. Reserv- Res- this whole episode <laughs> is we fail to pronounce things that are in foreign languages. Shout um, out to any Latin speakers. Yes. Uh, you um, love it. I'm... Put a comment in this for how much you yeah. hated this Rendezvous. Episode. Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Which is some, yeah. for some reason got a Z in it. <laughs> That's yes. a French word. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, so. Can uh, I point out real quick, just mm-hmm. with Dance Macabre in general, the woman that they get to play his love interest Sister when she's young pa- is para. so gorgeous. Yeah. She's like so ludicrously attractive to me. Like, I love how Swedish women look. They have this like facial structure mm. which mm. is so like just everything is so sharp and defined it's like yes the swedes the scandinavians uh, are beautiful people yes beautiful people um just had to get that out <laughs> yeah yeah i <laughs> so 100 percent agree yeah. uh mild hot take um something that's a pet peeve of mine is when a song gets a music video and the song has its own story but the music video is unrelated uh, like it's something else almost entirely like uh i watched a music video and I'm having trouble sort of picking up story from the lyrics anyway, I didn't know this was plague-related. Um, like, it, the Dance Macabre is like, okay, cool, so it's a modern-day thing to schmucks. Technically, have, it's the 60s. Oh, 60s, yeah. Um, have, have wandered into the wrong party, and now one of the them's right dead, party. one of them's a vampire now. Um, well, the, pl- the plot of the... the, the this um, music video actually ties into the lore of the... Um, of the band itself. Of the band. Okay. You pick up... Okay, so the the idea is that this the guy in the music video is meant to be Papa Nile, right? Um, and he like arrives at this party with his friend, um, and it's like turns out to be a satanic cultist party, and the cultists recognize him because he's like the ch- apparently the chosen one or something. Mm-hmm. So and um, sister and para uh, seduces him and basically converts him to um, the Satanism. Yeah, mm-hmm. Satanism, while his okay. friend gets eaten. <laughs> right. well, yeah, like, it's not, it's not really a critique of this band, but it's just a pet peeve of, like, because I've known a lot of other bands and other songs where I know that the song has a story, 
and the music video is something completely different. Uh, or maybe it's tangentially related, but I'm like, the song already had a story. I get that music video directors want to do their own stuff. Cool, that's great. But you're hired to do a, this story of this song and you went and did your own one. Not necessarily. They, I don't think this was the director's. This feels like it would have been his choice because this is telling law that he would have written. Yeah, but isn't a different law to the song? Well, the song isn't... The song's telling one story and the music video is telling another. Yeah, but they're roughly... You could draw parallels. I could see it being like the song that the Satanists have at their party. Okay. Yeah, I think it's um the whole, like, because the whole... If you don't read into it, you could apply it to either. Right. It's kind of the thing, um, because you've got the, the general gist of the lyrics could be applied to what's happening in the video, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily always mean that either. Right. It's very much... um. I feel like it's a nice middle ground, but yeah, I oh, feel. So, like, oh, sorry, after you. I was just gonna say this is, this is more. The videos in this era tend to be more law heavy towards the law of the band itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, on that note, just going back to Meliora for a second, the music video for Square Hammer actually um, foreshadowed the coming of the Cardinal, mm-hmm. because in the um, oh, it's on TV at the moment. Um, in the. Uh, um, because Papa Nile is introduced just after this album as like the father, and they reference like a father and like a bloodline in this uh, music like music video, and you see a red cardinal bird um, in mm-hmm. the music video as well, which is meant to foreshadow a, a coup by the um, cardinal Copia. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like this is this is where they seem to be like developing a like the the law that would come to dominate the next few albums. Mm. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's. What are we on? We're, on, um, uh, we're, we're just talking about yeah, yeah um, Dance Macabre, which is the one which has the uh, like 80s flash dance style it does. dancers who like also seem to be doing an exorcist thing. I thought that was tastefully skimpy um, <laughs> in a way because it was also – I liked the dance. The dance was just very good. Yeah, which was very uh, – yeah, it looked like they were like – Vomiting, like not actually, they weren't actually no. vomiting, but they were like doing movements that made it look yes. like they were having a seizure or like. Yes. <laughs> it was an interesting or... dance. Yeah. Mm. From a dance point of view, it was an interesting dance. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think um, from law it was interesting as well. But this album in general, the glam feel was great. Rats is great. Oh, Rats is so good. You gotta love Rats. That, that had a the music video yeah. for that. The it, dancing yes. in that music video. Like okay, we're doing Thriller. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it must be so hard. To perform in that full rubber mask. I know. I, that's. I didn't know there was a rubber mask until I, I just read the wiki article. Because yeah. I, I was noticing in all of the music videos, he's not moving his lips very much. I'm like, the, like these these sounds that I'm hearing are not the sounds that would yeah. come from that mouth. I know that but might he, underact for yeah. a music video, but I'm like, this seems like excessive. And then, oh, okay, it's a rubber mask. Oh, okay, mm. that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, uh, just uh, for the people who haven't done any of this stuff, which once again is the point. But um, yeah, if you, one. yeah, if you haven't, um, the card. So when he's the cardinal as a character, he wears he wears a mask for all of them, but just different masks. Okay, so he wears different masks for each one. Uh, the cardinal in particular is a particularly like the others aren't quite as full on as a mask. I thought they were just face paint. Like no, they're I, all masks. Yeah, I thought okay. that a lot of them were just face paint, but yeah, yeah, they're, but they're, they're very low key masks. But the cardinal is like a big, like the chin guy. It's a whole like rubber prosthetic, and then the the very latest album is the cardinal's face, but with the face paint on it as a prosthetic, which I thought was funny. It's like there's so many layers to this. It's like, 
Um, <laughs> but yeah. I'll just, should we quickly go over the law to make sure everyone understands it? I would like to come to that in a little bit because okay. I have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Let's just finish off the album mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't have a huge amount. Other than the singles, I don't remember a huge amount that stands out, but I did have fun with this album. Oh, um, this album was made, uh, the first one I think made after the, whereas like um, uh, other former band members sued him. So uh. a bunch of the songs in this are actually about that and basically yeah. about um, like Tim just saying fuck you to his former bandmates. I think um, uh, Faith and See the Light in particular about that where he says, um, of all the demons I've known, none could compare to you. Yes. And um, I saw a video of the the band member, one of the band members who went on to form his own band, basically holding up the album and saying how shit it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'll have to see it, the salt. (laughs) I hate to say it, but they do get better after (laughs) they leave. So (laughs) it's kind of like, so there's that. I can see why the ghouls might be a bit angry because they do form a very integral part of the band and they don't, get like name recognition for it as much so well, i i didn't look deep into the details of the lawsuit and what exactly was agreed so well, I, I, just got, I, I prefer to stay out of the nitty-gritty i read um, that apparently uh like they've gotten like a bunch of people to be ghouls like dave Grohl yeah. was a, allegedly a ghoul at one point um yeah. they'll just get like the local cool rock band folks and they'll be like oh you want to be you want to be a ghoul in this concert fuck yeah i'm free yeah yeah cool so should we quickly talk about Seven Inches? Yeah, very quickly. Seven Inches. Um, I love Mariana Cross. Yeah. Um, That's I, probably that my was, second favorite. That was my top song of 2020, according to Spotify. Yes. It was definitely, there's a lot of groove to that. Mm. I didn't mm. listen to Kiss the Go-Go very much because I've listened to it so much already. Fair enough. Uh, but Mariana Cross was um, really well done. Really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I looked into the, I was trying to figure out lyrically what it was talking about. This is a filthy song. Like Which one are we talking about? Mariana Cross. Oh, what did you find? What did I find yeah. about it? Um, the chorus. So firstly, you go down just like Bloody Mary. Yeah. Which it was until it was pointed out that that's probably referencing oral didn't occur to me. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't use go down very often, which I think mm-hmm. is why it doesn't immediately occur to me, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, um, then there's, uh, if you choose to run away with me, I will tickle you internally, <laughs> and I see nothing wrong with that, which is a weird s- series of statements to string <laughs> together. But it's, um, I don't quite know what to make of that. I, 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 I mean, mean, like I've heard some people, I, I, I did read one person say that Mariana... Sounds a lot like marijuana, so, but I, I I thought the sexual interpretation was the most obvious one. Yes. I mean, it could be about drugs as well, given it's set yeah. in the six. It's meant to be a sixties theme song. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it does sound like a very horny song. Mm. Yes. But speaking of horniness, "Kiss the Go Go" is apparently about kissing the devil's anus. Yes. So. The goatsy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like Dislike. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked both of these ones. Uh, it's like, so what was the deal with this album? Why is it so short? Uh, it's, it's only an EP. Yeah, oh, it's okay. um, meant to be a, the al- an album that Papa Nile made in the 60s. 
before Sister and Para. Because I saw the um, little left like, him because he was a slut. Because there was a cute little music video where he's this old guy and he's like, "Hey, can you promote this album?" And she's like, "That was shit. Stop doing that. Yeah. Shut up." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, but but I like this. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was very cute. I'm really he's, pushing it, Dante. <laughs> he, he was. He is so cute. Yes. Um. So. Did you watch any of the other um like shorts? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Which um, might be why you had trouble distinguishing yeah. the law in the later ones. Right. Because if you have, it's quite easy to follow. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't, it's almost impossible. Right, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. Because if, if, you, if you like cute campiness, I recommend them. Mm-hmm. They're not... They're very funny. Right, They're okay. meant to be very funny. Right. Uh, very tongue-in-cheek. Um, so, in power? Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Boy, this one, this is power metal. It's like to the to the T. Yeah, they do it very is, well. Um, I've, I've also seen it described as um, arena rock, which is that like, you sense. could definitely, f- like this is happening in an arena for sure. Yes. Um, like I wrote down that this is feels like incredibly bombastically 80s, which is quite ironic given it's got a steampunk theme, which is generally okay. not the purview of the 80s. That's more of a cyberpunk's area. I pictured this as very much like um, almost sort of like – it's hard to describe the aesthetic I got from this, but it was very kind of like almost fantasy dystopia kind yeah, of that's, stuff. Mm-hmm. It's meant um, to be about uh, um, the rise and fall of empires. Yes. Mm-hmm. So which is why it's like got the steampunk theme because like, you know, the British Empire. Yeah. Um, but it's also very much meant to be about – well, let's go through the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You say what you guys need to say about it. And um, I'll there, this was definitely the strongest in terms of the amount of songs I liked in mm. it. Um, Call Me Sunshine is great. Spillways is growing on me. Um, there's something underrated about good album openers. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, there's a type of song that should open and close an album. And if an album doesn't get it right, it frustrates me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and Kaizerion Kaizerion um, is Kaiserion. a very Ka- Kaiserion I, is a very good opener. Kaizerion is one of my favorite is my favorite one of my favorite songs in this album. Maybe one of my favorite ghost songs in general and my favorite ghost song lyrically. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very good. Um and then I I wasn't a big fan of Hunter's Moon, which I see people seem to like. Hunter's um, Moon was written to be a um the credit song of the new um Halloween movie. That makes sense. Mm. Um Watches in the Sky, I admit, was seemed to be trying to convey something I didn't quite get. It's about using science to search for God. Oh, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah. The 20s. I think I interpreted <laughs> that a bit more literally. Because of the way that this is put together with like mm-hmm. Hunter's Moon and Watches in the Sky, I kind of put together my own little story of people trying to escape this empire. Oh, tell mm-hmm. me about it. Um, I don't have pretty. a huge amount to say beyond that. Oh, sorry, but <laughs> basically it's kind of like... Um, I I listen to this one like I listen to Coheed and Cambria, mm-hmm. which is very vaguely suggesting relationships and events. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of pictured this kind of evil empire and That's kind of almost what a, meant to be about. a kind of Janelle Monet sort of like love story against the evil empire and we're escaping everything and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I'm going to go back and listen to it. Like Hunter's Moon is like one of them trying to like find the other who's like lost or like imprisoned or something like that mm-hmm. watches in the sky is like trying to escape you know searchlights all that kind of shit and oh you thank you you've given there. me a whole new way to enjoy yes, this album so. <laughs> um, and then there's kind of like a rebellion and the end you got respites respite on this battle field fields. which is kind of like 
end battle against everything and everyone's like dead, you know, and really it's kind like of like that. reflecting on everything mm-hmm. and if it was really worth it and that kind of shit. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the arc I took from this. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think it's, um, I, I think, because when I first listened to this song, this, al- um, this album, I, like, I did have my initial ideas about what the songs were about and then I went and read what the, like, intention of what they were about which was different but i think it was written in an ambiguous enough way that you could have multiple readings of what the s- songs are about yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um just finishing off 20s it was fun um i don't know if i would listen to 20s too much but it's a fun song <laughs> 20s is my other favorite but like yes. 20s was the most controversial it has yes. like two out of five stars on yes. rate your music it's <laughs> the yeah. only like explicit song listed here on the spotify version yes. it's got a little e next to it yeah uh uh, Darkness at the Heart of My Love was the final one that I really loved. That was surprising. I really loved that one. It is very sort of a ballad almost. Yes, it is. Mm. I, I have a lot to say about this album, but I'll let other people say it sure. first. Goldie, what are your um, thoughts? Yeah, like Spillways, Call Me Shun- Sunshine, I liked Darkness Heart of My Love. Again, though, and I'm just going to be saying the same thing, a lot of it blurred together. Um, I had trouble l- listening to the lyrics and finding what was going out of it. It felt slower than I'd like. Um this, I, I'd put this on at the background of a thing or if I wanted a general goth metal vibe going on. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to pull much from this, unfortunately. Fair enough. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Mm. Like, you didn't have a bad time. Like, I'm glad yeah. you had a good time overall. Like, I don't... Like, uh, I'm a little sad that it, it blows together a lot for me so I couldn't get uh, into the meat of them. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be sitting and listening to these uh, and... I'd kind of blink and two or three tracks had gone by and I haven't been able to tell where they began or ended. Um, so that, like, um, if I had been able to do that, I would have gotten a lot more out of it. But, yeah, they were lovely to listen mm. to. Mm. Uh, I, what do you have to say about this? Because I, 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 I can see it's a lot. <laughs> I, um, Bursting at the seams. I, uh, yeah. I, I love Kaiserion because as I, it's, it sounds... Um, it sounds so uplifting and motivating. You listen to it and you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you and then you go and like pay attention to the lyrics and what you're about. You're like, oh my god, this is so fucked up. Especially if you like look up what the lyrics mean. Mm-hmm. And what um, was that? So for for, yes. for those who couldn't figure out the lyrics, uh, especially the lyric, the continents of bishops with their choir boys on suite. Yes. I think that's got to be their grossest lyric. Um, if you so stop and think that? about it, the continents of bishops. Oh, with I thought their, you said continent is in the landmass. Their continents of bishops with their choir boys on suite. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but the Kaiserion was a type of, um, I think, temple in ancient Rome. Not ancient Rome, but like the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think it was like a pagan temple that was converted into a Christian temple or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing to do with the German Kaiser King? Don't think so. Okay. And um, although Kaiserin is a German spelling of it, um, and um, it's they probably spelt it that way to further reinforce the empire. Thing. Right. Okay. Um, and you, you remember when you like hear the song, you hear this like sort of in the chorus, you hear this sort of uh, chanting in the background. They're chanting something. Mm-hmm. They're chanting um, Hypatia, I think. Her Hypatia, I think her name's pronounced. Mm-hmm. And did any of you um, ever watch uh, The Good Place? <laughs> Finish The Good Place? I finished The Good Place. I don't remember the reference. Okay, you remember there was... Um, I, I won't say it in a way that's hopefully spoiled, but in the very last episode, there's this philosopher in the afterlife 
Lady Hypatian? I don't remember. Okay, never mind then. Um, so <laughs> there was this, uh, back in Roman times, there was this, uh, um, so female, um, she was a philosopher, and mathematician. She was basically a, an intellectual, a pagan intellectual, mm-hmm. and she was greatly respected um, at the time. She was a, she was a teacher. She taught like both pagans and Christians alike. But um, basically, this sort of political stuff happening, and from what I read, it was a bit complicated. But she basically ended up being a scapegoat mm-hmm. for it, and she ended up getting murdered by a Christian mob, like raped. And oh, I'm not sure if they raped her, but they cut her eyes out and chopped her up in the Kaiserian. Mm-hmm. And um, in this album, they're using that as a metaphor for the beginning of like a theocratic Christian empire because they killed this female intellectual, pagan intellectual. Mm-hmm. And that's when like Christianity started to rise up. I'm not sure if the, that's, I don't think that's actually exactly how it happened in history, but mm-hmm. they, they're, they're like using that as a metaphor. It makes a good story. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So what else you got? I can see it's yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, so 20s is my f- other favourite song on this album. Um, yeah, as I said, it was like probably the most controversial ghost song out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hated it. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I love how theatrical it is. It sounds like it could be a villain song in like a corny sort of stage musical, you know? You, <laughs> could, you could imagine like this, like the, um, like the sort of, I don't know, business Moogle villain like singing this song as like all this sort of like yes. fake, um, like this background in the play is like coming, all these yes. skys- fake it's skyscrapers the, are coming it's up. It's the introduction to a villain of like a Rent style music. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. um, but um, and yeah, I love how like all the, like the, he's like sort of playing a character as he's singing it. It's very, I love, I love songs where instead of just singing, they're sort of putting like on a, a voice and like putting a lot of sort of character into it. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's clearly at least partially about Donald Trump. And I'm very mm-hmm. uncomfortable with anything, my favorite anything being associated with Donald Trump. Although my fa- one of my favorite impressions is Seth Meyers' Donald Trump impression, mm-hmm. which is much more likable than the source impression, the source material, much like this song. Mm-hmm. Um, although of course, um, like, the twenties is meant to have multiple meaning. It's meant to reference. It's meant to reference like the tw- these twenties, but I think it's also meant to represent the nineteen twenties and maybe yes. the eighteen twenties when like industry was becoming like okay, yeah, a I don't, thing. I don't have a reference for eighteen twenties in my brain. I don't think eighteen twenties had a huge industry yeah, going. I I, I'm no, not sure when. Yeah, it's nineteen twenties where industrial revolution yeah. was mostly happening. Yeah, right. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So twenties like, was like. Uh, the glitz and glam, the flappers, yeah. uh, and the high times, and then depression. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, e- um, what's funny about it, it was inspired by reggaeton, which is a genre of music very popular in like Latin America and Mexico. So Donald Trump like is a villain song that's inspired by Mexican music. Um, All right, yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the... Um, the uh, not the cover art, the um, like album art for this song. It's like got um, Donald Trump beating a war drum, drum on it. Mm-hmm. And also Griftwood uh, is inspired by, is about um, uh, Mike Pence apparently. And if you look at the cover art for that, it has Mike Pence being sucked off by cherubs on it. 
Which, okay. now that I think about it, given what I've studied about art censorship, I'm surprised they got away with. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just find it funny that... Um, uh, some other fun facts. Uh, respite in the spital spital fields is about, um, at least partially about, uh, what's it called? What's he called? Jack the Ripper. Because the, spi- the, spital, the spital fields or the spital fields was um, where Jack the Ripper operated mm, okay. back in the uh, Victorian times. Um, yeah. And I think darkness in the heart of my love is like the sinister under, like sinister like motives that some sort of loving creatures have. Okay. I think that's, that's what I remember. Anyway, I just find it funny that, um, the first two albums in particular of this band, like were the most explicitly like sinister sounding, but they're about like the antichrist, which is something that I think most people, I think most people, um, consider sort of fantasy scenario. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the most recent albums are the most sort of, danceable and fun and poppy but they're about horrors that have not only happened but are happening right now Mm. um yeah and i didn't know what my favorite ghost album was before i like before we started um readying for this episode but after like listening to these albums over and over again to think about it i think that right now it's in para because it's what's most relevant to what's happening in the world right now Mm -hmm. i think musically i liked impera the most yeah, it's, it that's probably the one I will go well. back and listen to consistently after this. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I would listen to the others. I've been making a bit of an effort because I tend to stagnate musically. And so this year I've made a resolution that like, I'm not going to listen just to individual songs. I listen to a whole album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that yeah. means I get a lot of deep cuts from album from artists. I like it forces me to get to understand new artists better. Um, I don't think I would listen to these albums from start to finish except for Imperia. That's the only one I think I will consistently have on rotation from all of these. Mm. I'm going to go back and listen to it again with your whole story in mind. Mm. (laughs) So, yeah, I think any other big thoughts about the music of this? Um, Nothing I haven't really covered before. Um, uh, Just looking through the rest of my stuff. Uh, Yeah, like uh, they were fun, they were fine, but I think they could be more punchy sure. and uh, quicker and vocals uh, more clearer. Yeah. But, but yeah. Shall we touch on the lore? Yeah. Would you like to do a summary? Okay, so the basic lore Make it is, reasonably quick. Um, <laughs> so there's a, a satanic organization of some sorts who are trying to bring around the uh, satanic apocalypse, the bringing of their antichrist, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're doing... They're basically the satanic clergy... Their um, leader is Papa um, Emeritus, mm-hmm. and um, they've been around. They're like a, a they um, go from fa- like father to son. The um, like the Papa Emeritus is like a her- heretical. I don't know how to s- pronounce that word either, and it's uh, English. The the son the son of them becomes the yeah. next pope. Yeah, and um, somehow. Hereditary. Yes, hereditary. I hate that. I don't hate that movie. I'm just terrified by it. Um, yeah. So in the sixties, the um, what the figure that we come to know as Papa Emeritus Nile um, goes to a gets dragged along to a party by his friend, which turns out to be a satanic party, 
and the Satanists recognize him and basically um, turn him into their new pope. Not sure how he didn't like know about it. Maybe he was the bastard son of the last pope. That's my headcanon is that he's the bastard son of the former pope. Because there's been several popes before yeah. him searching back for yeah. at least decades, if not hundreds of years. Yeah, and this is this is them, fi- like him. Uh, oh finding- my God, this is the first I'm hearing about yeah, this. Yeah, so basically he was like the Luke Skywalker of... Right. Yeah, but much more into it than Luke Skywalker was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he forms the band Ghost in the 60s and becomes um, a... uses rock and roll to spread the message of Satan. And um, he is with Sister Imperator, who's kind of almost like, I guess, a satanic nun, mm-hmm. I would say, although definitely not... Um, uh, definitely not... Um, you know, not having children, not having babies, not having sex. Well, like, that's a Christian celibate? nun. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that celebrate. Say satanic nun I'm would be the opposite of that. I'm finding words in my head. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she's pregnant with Cardinal Copia. Mm-hmm. Um, although the confusing thing is pregnant that from co- or pregnant with with right. Um, although the confusing thing about this, I'm pretty sure Cardinal Copia is meant to be younger than all the other papas, like um which are also like Papa 1, 2, and 3, who were also the sons of Papa Nile, which means that he had children before knocking up Sister Imperator, which is confusing. So my headcanon is either he was a slut even before he became a Satanist and um, he knocked up at least three women. Um, Not impossible. Yeah, and three different women, and then all of his sons got sort of brought into the um, Satanic Church later on. Um uh, um. My head cannon was that they um, there's that he was sleeping around. Yeah, when that he was, was my famous. second. That yeah. was my second guess was that he was sleeping around with his groupies, um, and that's where he fathered the other poppers yes. before, ca- like, before he even got the chance to knock up Imper- um, Sister Imperator, and that's what. And then then him kissing those groupies on stage in Kiss the Go Go was like the final straw for her because she wants yes. her son to be. It was yes. not. It was less a. Um, it was less a, oh, you're not allowed to sleep with anyone besides me. Although she does seem like the possessive type. Yes. But more, uh, I want my son to be the, um, yeah. to the, be the, uh, the heir to the satanic empire kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, which is why she left him. And then the first, okay, the first ghost album is Papa Nile's oldest son. Um, Papa. He in, does the worst job. Yeah, that does the worst <laughs> he job. Then he hands over to Papa Emeritus II, who is the second oldest son who um, then gets uh, – and then I think S- Sister Imperator replaces him with Papa Emeritus III, mm-hmm. is another son. And these changes, that, these aren't happening over hundreds of years. These are happening within, yeah, like, the happening time since a band has been active. Yeah. That's a lot of popes to go through it in a short time. That's um, – I have a thought about that, but keep going. And then she bit. convinces uh, – and then because um, each album they don't succeed in, like, yeah. destroying the world mm-hmm. – um, Sister Imperator convinces um, uh, Papa Nile um, to get rid of the third one. Then I'm not sure if she gets his permission, but she kills all the f- other three Papas mm-hmm. and then convinces um, Papa Nile Nil um, to um, replace them with Cardinal Copia, who he doesn't seem, who doesn't, who doesn't know is his son, mm-hmm. but is very strongly implied. Who sh- she's been like aiming to get into. Like the leadership role the whole time, yeah. mm-hmm. and then Papa Nile dies, 
of old age or maybe other things. And um, uh, Cardinal Copia gets promoted to the new Papa. Mm-hmm. But Papa um, um, Nile. Nile is still um, hanging around as a ghost to do saxophone solos for the yes. okay, life cool. performances. <laughs> so the thing about this, firstly, I think it's meant to be funny that they're like their standards are so high because they're mm. never going to succeed in doing this. Mm. You can't in one album make everyone into Satanists, and yep. so the fact that that's their standard is kind of mm. I think meant to be funny. What this law reminded me of in the general world and. A lot of the skits and that. It's got a very Venture Bros vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Because the Venture Brothers is a series. Its main theme is failure. Mm-hmm. It's all about failure. Yeah. Everyone in the Venture Bros, with the exception of Brock Samson, who exists specifically to be the exception that proves the rule, has unequivocally failed at achieving their life's ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, or have failed in some way, shape, or form. And like you've got Doctor Venture, who lives perpetually in here, who tries to be this amazing inventor, but lives perpetually in his father's shadow, and is mediocre at best, not very good at managing finances and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got uh, Doctor Orpheus, who is trying to be this big dark necromancer, but ultimately, really, his personality is just too nice. He mm. had Taco Bell. Yes, <laughs> and he um. And he just wants to really be a dad. And it's kind of about how, like, you've got the monarch who tries to be the Joker, but is a laughable Mm -hmm. butterfly-themed villain. You've just, you've got all these people trying so desperately to achieve their life's ambition, and they're nowhere near it. Mm -hmm. Like, they live in their own weird little world where nothing is ever going to work out. Um, And it's, the series as a whole is about, how each character comes to terms with that mm-hmm. and how they attempt to live a happy life despite the fact that they have failed in what their ultimate ambition was. Right. Um, and this reminded me of that because they're just, they're never going to win. Like, then no one cares. In, in terms of their law, I get the impression that no one gives a shit about Ghost, <laughs> that they don't move the needle whatsoever culturally, <laughs> if that makes sense. But they're trying so hard mm. and they're never going to do it. Like, Papa and sister are like, their youth is gone. They used to be these gorgeous, charismatic, life ahead of them people. And in the skits, they're like so old that they can barely function. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And like, they hate each other. And or like, oh, they're, they they're hate each other. Not hate, but they're not. You can tell that a lot of the passion and love that's there is not. It's, it's tainted now, if that makes right. sense. Um, and there's just this crushing weight of like failure that just perpetuates <laughs> it all and they're just they're still trying so hard mm. but they're never gonna succeed <laughs> That's I, I like that interpretation although i saw the whole kind of them cycling through the papas as um sister imperator finding yes. excuses to get yeah. rid of all the papas that weren't her because they haven't gotten rid of the cardinal after his album failed. yeah so because they just they promoted him so yeah. there's that but I guess that's kind of how I always looked at it. I, I do like that interpretation. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know where it's going to go. Like the plot of the thing is going to go from here. But um, like in the most recent skit, like <laughs> Puffa, um, Puffa Nil is still around as a ghost, and there's like this sort of like stepfather kind. Even though it's his actual father, this sort of it's like a domestic kind of skit where um, <laughs> um, it's like. 
mums got back together with um, her Dash old boyfriend, it. and no. they, they the, the, the son uh, the, the, the son is really pissed off about it, and they don't get along, yeah. which is the kind of like direction they're going in now. Nice, yeah. So look, that's about really all I have to say about it. I I, I really liked what you had to say. That's good. Is mm. there anything we wanted to finish on? Is there anything you're missing? I just they just released the last album, and now I've already listened to the point where I desperately need the next one. How often have they been spitting out albums? It's once every couple of years, I'm guessing. Two to yeah. three years. Right. So we'll probably wait two to three years. Because the next album will tell us what the next earth shattering event is going to be, clearly. Mm. Yeah, we had Plague, we had Trump, um, and Putin. Um, mm. We've got a lot. God, what's next? What could possibly be next? We'll see. So, Well, Joel, what is next? I don't know. Oh, what is next? So, uh, my turn segway. next. Yeah, as a good segue. So, um, nice. So, uh, I'll be introducing everyone to The Handmaiden. Not The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Very different. In a way, somewhat tangential themes, but only in a loose way. But this is the 2016 Korean film. Mm-hmm. Um, not The Handmaiden TV series, which we'll go into next time. Um, it's a lovely little movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big movie, actually. Um, and yeah, I'll cover it more next next month, I guess, for you guys listening Lovely. to this. So in the meantime, if you want to drop us an email, it's hyperfixationpod at gmail.com. Hyperfixationpod at gmail.com. Hyperfixationpod at gmail.com. There we go. <laughs> it was hyperfixationpod at gmail.com, Claire. Would you like to hear it one more time? Mm, better. Nah. You do it so <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. So let's, um, so yeah. Hit that like, subscribe, grease rate, those wheels, do everything you need to do. We do get a decent, a surprisingly decent chunk of listeners. Mm-hmm. We're about to surpass 200 total views. Wow. Hey. Um, which is pretty good. We get, on average, not to expose our numbers. I don't know. Do we want to do that? On yeah, part? why not? Yeah. We get roughly about 30 unique listeners mm-hmm. an episode. And we love you all. Which is pretty yep. good. So thank you guys. That's well worth it. It's yeah. a small community. I'm glad that you guys are getting stuff out of this. Yes, I'm, I'm glad, glad you're there's, there's a lot. That's a lot more than what I thought we would get at this stage. Um, so yeah, thank you all, and we'll see you next week, next month. Right. See you around. See you around. Adios. I'll see. You.